Welcome to the Outside Game Podcast. I am Keith Bullock, the host with the most, with my man, Don Povia, riding shotgun. Welcome back, Mr. Monday Night. It has been a long time. It has been a ride. I think you said it might have been seven months. Uh, and here we are. Yeah. We're back. We have big plans for 2020. Yeah. What happened? And then, um, I'm, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people had big plans for 2020. And then COVID came and no one had any plans. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people are still trying to make plans to get out of their house. So, um, I think it's great that, you know, we're in this position. I've found time to reconnect with my guy to, you know, get this um, outside the game going again. Yeah, I just got a text from someone uh, that was at our party in Miami. He said, hey, Don, you're going to Tampa this year. And I said, I'm not planning on it. It's not a no, but it's very it's very unlikely. And I can't believe that's been a year. I mean, it has been a year we've been on lockdown, but you've had a lot going on, man. So we haven't been doing this, but it's it's more like I haven't been bothering you because you've been busy. So why, why do you decide to open up a, uh, a coffee joint in the middle of a pandemic? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't the idea of opening in the pandemic. I'm actually a shareholder in Just Love Coffee coffee roasters. Um, it's a local coffee company to Tennessee, to Nashville. It's actually, we have our own roaster in um, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but um, it was my time to open. My shop was actually supposed to open in April. Um, we're on spring break. We're actually in Morocco. Me and my family were supposed to be there for 10 days. It got cut short to four. Um, luckily, we got back. We got back to New York the day that New York City was shut down. It was pretty crazy. Um, that was in March, maybe like 12th or 13th or something like that. Yeah, my wife, um, my wife yeah, turned man. 40 on uh, March 6th, and we got a nice little wine bus tour kind of going into some vineyards, and then three days later or something <laughs> like that, it was shut down. So we remember the date quite well. We, we just got that last hurrah in before everything went kaput, man. And that's how I feel. But um, the short of it, man, um, yeah, I was scheduled to open my store in April, like I said, and then it kept getting pushed back. And look, COVID shut everything down and I had to open. The landlord had me paying rent, so I kind of had to go on, go in with it. So in July 13th, we actually opened our doors. So, um, yeah, so from July 13th till January 5th, I was in my store just about every day, minus, you know, like Christmas and New Year's. Um, pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty hands on. I mean, like jumping into that. I mean, yeah. what, what I mean, into the fire, into the frying pan, right? I mean, what did you know about it or were you learning on the fly? I was learning on the fly. And um, like, to be honest, I had someone that, that you know, joined me uh like to be the general manager but they were from a different space um you know figured they wanted to try something new and you know it was a challenge for both of us but at the end of the day it's my money uh you know my investment um you know my i'm the face of it so yeah i'm the one that has to put in the long hours to make sure that i have the right people hire the right people um it's pretty interesting everything always um you know reverts to football i always think of things in terms of uh you know uh the football landscape so it's almost like you know obviously i'm the gm or the head coach or however you want to look at it and i got to get the right people to 
run the front of the house with the baristas, then run the back of the house um, with the cooks and the food and all that stuff. And then me, I have to know how to do everything. So yes, bully is a barista. Don't even trip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Tennessee itself, though, was, has been relatively open. I mean, I guess that's a positive uh, kind of where you live. Um, you did have the delay, but once you got going, it was, you know, it was slow, but it could, it could have been worse, much worse circumstance in some places, right? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just knowing, um, you know, owners, small business owners and restaurant owners in New York, California, some of those other other cities where, you know, they only can do outdoor dining or resorted. Well, now or resorted to the 20 percent capacity and those things, I think here in Nashville and in Tennessee, we were open a lot quicker. Um, and honestly, all I could do was follow the guidelines and just go by what everybody else was doing. I paid very close attention to what, um, restaurant owners that were open before COVID were do was doing. And I just, um, you know, just put the max in, you know, get my, my place disinfected every other week. Um, you know, the special, um, air conditions, the bio UV light air conditions and stuff like that. So, you know, for me. I'm more about everybody else being safe. You know what I mean? I want everybody else to be safe. People have their opinions about masks, no masks. Yes, you have to wear a mask. Um, but then as soon as you sit down, you take your mask off. So I don't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, restaurant management 101. <laughs> so, man, Tennessee South, right? mask mandates crazy yeah. people out there i was saying man and on top of everything else we've had this like these racial divisions right you see any of that down in tennessee um it, it's funny i think i saw i think it was all the same you know obviously they had the black lives matter the black Lives matter protest here just like they had just in every city um i didn't necessarily see much racial things like Nah, I can't really say that I saw um, much racial, um, you know, black, white tension here in Tennessee. Uh, then again, I'm also was just going to my shop. So I saw what I saw on television and on, you know, IG um, and stuff like that. So, you know, this, the, the hyper, I like to call it the hyper news, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I think it was just whatever was going on around the country. Like we had someone um store they didn't storm the courthouse but they like um <laughs> you know set it on fire they like threw like a molotov cocktail oh man. <laughs> they threw a molotov cocktail through like that's, the, i think the that's worse <laughs> than storming yeah, i mean so so, so uh, yeah nah, not too much racial well I not, think not the so cops much are out of hand in new york i was gonna say wait i was I gonna say that. i was gonna say you got you got the black and white that you mentioned what about the red and the blue i mean was there uh a lot of uh a lot of political now that, stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely, definitely that. Like, I think, um, you know, that was definitely something that here in the South, people were definitely on their Trump shit and other people <laughs> were on their Biden shit. You know what I mean? And everyone was definitely standing their ground. It's funny. I went to, um, you know, these there's two bars, like a couple bars here in the neighborhood um where i live and i went to one and it's just chill regular like it reminds me of any other bar we might stroll into in new york and then you go to the other one you got people wearing their trump biden i mean their trump hats with their you know flags and stuff like that we definitely saw a lot of flags flying here 
definitely on the on the on the pickup trucks with the flag flying. I saw a lot of that. So you got that but, that uh, open state down there in Tennessee. Up, up here, we're we're stuck in our house, so we can't we can't do much of that. So it's almost like uh, yeah, just viewing it uh, you know from afar. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the whole? Uh, the whole election. I mean, it kind of seems we were joking before about California opening up. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like, I don't care what side you're on. Just people just have seriously calmed down quite a bit. I mean, just the way people get riled up these last couple of years, man. Uh, and we're just going to gear up for it again. But um, yeah, did not miss that kind of like being locked yeah. in the house and not have to deal with the crazy people out there. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It just comes in a different way. I'm just kind of sitting back to see how it's going to come um, with with this new regime, um, you know, with Biden, with Biden in, in, in the office, um, because now just like seems like we can't come together as a country. I don't care if it's color division or if it's political division. We stay divided um, within. You know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, man, I just sit back. For me, politics is the distraction. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, there's something bigger going on within the politics that they give us on television. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by the distraction. So, you know, I don't even know what to believe when it comes to, to politics. It's all fake news, right? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of a, a, a different form of, of politics, if you will, um, you know, going back to really the beginning of the year, um, you know, kind of coming out of the Super Bowl, we saw a lot with uh, pro days being shut down and the draft. I feel because of that was like an yeah. upheaval. And then coming into the the season, twenty twenty season, you saw, uh, you know, the 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 we want to play movement, right? Guys uh, with different divisions, whether it was the Pac twelve or the Big Ten. Um, you know, as a as a former player on a, on a you know Power Five school, um, you know, what what was your impression of? you know, of that year for, for these kids that should have been like riding high on their senior years? Um, you know what? It, it, it was tough. It had to be tough. And, you know, the effects of that now is, um, you know, to everything that you said, um, a lot of these kids are, the, the schools are giving them an extra year. So it's really affecting this year's high school senior um, a lot, because when you think about it um, in the North, I think my nephew may have played like four games in Jersey, California, they didn't play at all. Um, and I don't know how they did in other States, but I think that the high school kid is really affected because um, the power five, you know, just now the NCAA kids that were supposed to leave, they're either taking their red shirts to stay in college another year, or they're giving um, a, a sixth year, um, I mean, I'm sorry, a fifth, a fifth year, like almost like a medical red shirt. And I think I have to do my research on that. I have to look into that. And I think that, um, the NCAA allowed that yeah. for this year because of COVID, but I have to imagine that it's tough on the high school kid and the college kid, especially the college kid that is hoping to make their living at the next level. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, here, here's where I'm thinking about it is one is that that senior, right. That's being afforded the extra year, right. That's and, and that one decide to stay. So these guys that would be coming out in the draft next year's draft is going to be doubled up. Now you're going to have all the kids from this year that should have been coming yeah. out and the kids from next year. Right. So that's a more crowded field. So it's almost like better. If you were expecting to get drafted or make a team, it might've been better to come out this year and not take that extra year. On the flip side, these kids that are coming in from the high schools that are going to be freshmen, right? That's another 
position that's not leaving that they got to compete with? Is it, I don't know how the scholarships are going to work. Are they getting extra scholarships or do you get the same amount of scholarships? But again, a crowded field now on both ends of it, one going into the pros and then two coming into college, right? It's, it's almost like a log jam that I feel is going to just kind of trickle down year after year. So there's no precedence for it though. I mean, (laughs) Yeah, nah, and what a lot of parents do now, like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know how it was um, in your area growing up, but we're the same age. I, we used to always want to play up, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, if you're in 10th grade, if you're in ninth grade, you want to play, you always want to play on varsity when you're younger. But a lot of these kids now, their whole parents are holding their kids back. So if right. you're in eighth grade, they're going to hold you back again in eighth grade so you can play with younger kids, you know what I'm saying, with the less competition. So that's weak as shit, but... <laughs> That's the the trend that's going on right now. You know, I was um, high school sports. I was talking to our guy Vic at at CGS last week, and uh, he was laughing about the BYU guys. There were a couple BYU guys there, and he's like, "What are you like, twenty five years old?" He's like, "He's like, they go on their missions, they come back, and we're playing these grown men against these eighteen year olds." (laughs) Nice. Sticking with football, sticking with football, man. What you think of? of the uh, championship weekend uh, this weekend. Any surprise? I think Tom Brady is the GOAT. No, Tom Brady is the GOAT, bro. Like, let's talk about that real quick, man. This guy has been to 10 Super Bowls. Some people don't even play 10 years. Some people don't even play in 10 games. My man has been to 10 Super Bowls. He's been to just as many NFC chat to <laughs> what? What did I say? Just as many Super Bowls as Drew and uh, Drew in Brees the NFC. and Aaron. Yeah. Rodgers. He's got NFC. as many NFC championships as, as Breeze and Rodgers. They got the same amount of uh, NFC championship games. Yeah. Um, so that, I actually have this on my list. I was listening to uh, Jason Avant uh, did a uh, an Instagram uh, TV post where he was talking about, you know, the, the players are the ones that play and the players win the championships. So when it came to the Belichick-Brady um, argument, uh, and he even brought up like, you know, Andy Reid, he's like, yo, Andy Reid isn't going to win if he doesn't have Mahomes and Kelsey and Cheetah and all those guys, too. So, I mean, does that really just, you know, put an end to the Brady-Belichick argument? Um, I think uh, it leaves, a, it makes a new argument and a new discussion. And um, look, if you look at New England this year, and the reason, one of the reasons Tom got, uh, Tommy B got out of there was because the weapons that is around him, you know what I mean? And people are talking about, you know, his game is falling off. He's deteriorating, but he didn't really have, and he's never really had much to work with, and he makes it happen. I mean, like the year he had Randy Moss, you know, Corey Dillon, like he has had some exceptional teams, you know what I mean? But in the last five years, he hasn't really had much to work with and still has been able to get that team deep into the playoffs. So, I mean, in the early days, I think said, you saw. Troy Brown was like his big weapon back in the day too. Like even going right. all the way back then, he never had those big names. And then it was like guys like Dylan and all there, you know, I don't want to say they were picking them off the scrap pile, but you know, it was guys that had issues that came in and straightened out and played for the program. Then he, and he, he got the yeah. most out of them. Yeah. And I think that, um, look, Bruce Arians is a great coach, man. He coached with all those Colt teams with Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's, and then you get one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Look at Matt LaFleur. You know what I'm saying? He has Aaron Rodgers. He's been at the NFC championship two years in a row. And look, Aaron is like, you know, I, I saw a little, uh, sports talk today Aaron was like, I thought he, he thought he had four downs when the, he, you know, the coach decided to kick the field goal and he didn't get the ball back again. 
So it's one of those things. Now you got people in Green Bay that have been there a long time that have been pillars of that organization that's trying to get out of there because this coach affected the outcome of the game. And that's something that they don't talk about much when you um, watch sports television and all that. They protect these coaches. But shit, it's just like the Green Bay. I mean, in the Green Bay game, um, you know, the defensive coordinator has them in a single high safety man to man with five seconds on the clock. Like, you know, I'm not trying to turn this into like a football talk podcast, but at the end of the day, you got to know that Tom Brady is going to take the shot downfield to get the pass interference. So what do you do? You tell everyone you don't get beat deep. Like, come on, man. Like we could talk about these coaches all day, but like you're saying, um, you know, the player is the one that will stick out and like not for nothing, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Shit, he like he put it on the coach. He said, "Look, I thought I had four downs to work with, and he had three. Yeah. Kick the field goal." No, I hear you. Um, so, but yeah, we were not going to keep it a football. But I think we said we we're going to keep it short this week, and then maybe we'll open up on. Uh, we're playing around for all those listening on uh, on the clubhouse, trying to figure out a, a unique way to use this. So maybe we'll go inter- interact a little bit after that. Um, yeah. But between- yeah, hold on. I just want to say, I just yeah. want to say, go for the for the record, put it on record that. People start doing their podcasts on Clubhouse. The Outside Game podcast was the first podcast on Clubhouse. Yeah, as far as we know, I don't see anybody else doing anything, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, Anyway, uh, what what did you learn, whether as a business person, as as a father, citizen? Uh, or, you know, as a, as a sports fan or, or a retired athlete, I mean, what was, what was your big takeaway over these last couple of months since we, we haven't spoken in some time? Man, I think this pandemic has, uh, you know, had a big effect on a lot of people. I feel like, you know, you have to really, you know, do what's best for you and your family and your loved ones to stay safe at this time. Cause I don't feel like the information has always been clear um, with that being said, like, I love what you and your family do. You guys go on hikes. You guys are very active. You're in parks all the time. Like, since COVID has hit, like, it hasn't, you know, I haven't seen you break stride in, like, your family life. You figure out a way to keep everything going. Um, I think the hardest part for most people with kids um, in school has been this damn in school, in, like, in-home schooling, at-home schooling. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, you got to see like friendships that you knew were solid. I'm sure stayed solid and ones that weren't as solid. You probably didn't speak to them as much. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I'm sure a lot of people picked up new hobbies and things like that and just maybe looked into themselves more. But I think that um, as bad of a time this has been for a lot of people with the sickness and the health and all that stuff, I think that um, some good has to and will come out of this uh, um, you know, so shit, you were in the house in Jersey. What's it been like up there? At least um, we've been able to, I can go out and get a beer, sit outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, and watch a game. Y'all can't I mean, do that. I was in Texas, again, taking precautions and stuff like that the last couple of days. And uh, I told them, I said, this is the, fr- I haven't been out with my guys. I haven't done anything in months. So just being out with other people. What was that like for you, dude? Being in the South, like being from the North and then going to the South and see how, like, it's like a new country. 
it really was. I mean, I hadn't traveled anywhere yet. We go outside. The reason we go to national state parks and stuff like that is because we're outside. We're free. We're healthy. We can distance things like that. I also said, it's like our gym class. Like my kids don't get out otherwise during the day to do anything because they're stuck at their computers. So, you know, going, but like from a social perspective, I mean, go out to eat here and there, you got your outside dining and then the inside, you know, it's pretty, pretty tight. They limit the numbers. Um, it's just weird and, and and uncomfortable, but from a social aspect, I haven't done anything socially uh, in in months. And so, yeah, going down there, um, you know, it wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't too different. People still wear masks around and stuff like that. I'll tell you the weird thing is you go up to New York, people just walk on the street with their masks, you know, like, like yeah. just like all over. Like they, they really got it, you know, really got it good. And then going down there... Um, it was just, it was refreshing. I said, it's just nice to be with like other adults doing like adult things. And, but first thing I did was got a test when I got back, make sure everything's good. Got my negative test. Now you should rightfully so rightfully so man. Right. Absolutely. You should. And, and, but like, that's like, Like like, that's how I started it. My, my, my family, my, my, my immediate family, like my extended family are like, what are you doing? And you can't do that. And I'm like, look, we're, we're not dumb. Like we're not in there. We're not going maskless. We're not like these rabble rousers. Like we're, we're being smart when we do it. We're just trying to find a balance and then coming back and, you know, I take care of my old, my elderly grandmother a little bit with my parents gone and I'm like, all right, I'm not coming over until I get a test. Like, just be smart about what you do and, and don't be dumb. And, you know, it's not a, everything's not a conspiracy, and you're not the most important person in the world. But you know, back back to your original question, man. If it, it was nice to be an adult for a little bit with some other people. Word. That said, any uh, any Word. Super Bowl predictions? Actually, we might be back next week, but we'll, we'll see if the opinion changes next week. Any predictions? Um, you know yeah, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the goat, class of 2000, the only player from my class, draft class, still playing. So let's <laughs> let's go. Got to bring it home. All right, I'm actively rooting against Andy Reid, and I, it never was that guy. But now I just I can't I can't bear it, man. It's three, wow. three <laughs> four, four straight NFC Championship games, and you go one and one and three. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was kind of rooting for the other two, uh, just to Philly to fans, up. man. Yeah, yeah, typical Philly fan. Yeah, I'll I tell love you, I was, it. I, I, was love rooting, it. <laughs> I was rooting for the Browns. I would have liked to see the Browns do something just for fun. Uh, I, I like uh, I like seeing the Bills make a little run. You know, I was kind of just pulling for the something different uh, more than anything. Like, all right, Chiefs, you had your shot. I was pulling for them last year. You know, Brady, you've been there, so just you know, not that Rodgers hasn't, but just mix it up a little bit. I want to see Patrick Mahomes rip off like four Super Bowls in a row. Like, I don't care if the Chiefs win. You know what I'm saying? I like to see Brady win, but I like to see Patrick Mahomes win like four or five in a row, then go on a low. And then end his career with like, I don't know, just break whatever, whatever record Brady sets. I think that'd be a good storyline to watch for the next 10 years. Not bad. Well, that's it. it. Pleasure being back. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, let's do it again, man. Yeah. And we'll bring some guests back. We'll uh, we'll mix it up a little bit, but just getting our feet wet again. But I'm Don Povia. That is Keith Bullock. Until next week, this is the Outside Game Podcast. Peace. Peace.